1: Upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
2: Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock ow hello (laughs)
4: baby What is up, all you rockers, rockettes, and everything in between? You have joined us for a new edition of And The Podcast Will Rock. Welcome back to the show. Thank you all so much for joining us. If it's your first time, hi, how did you find us? Uh, And uh, let me tell you a little bit about what we do. We are the show that dives into the discography and catalog of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen. And we do it one track at a time. I am your co-host, a very tired Mark Kamire, but with me as always a very energetic, maybe,
5: Corey Morissette. Are you energetic, Corey? Uh, Yes, because I am very, very (laughs) excited about tonight's special guest. This is a first for us uh, on the podcast for rock. Normally we bring on guests and we spin the wheel and we talk about a Van Halen song, but tonight we're dedicating the whole show uh, to a new book. Tonight we are welcoming the authors of Pictures Alive, rock shows of the 80s and beyond. Please help me welcome Steve Roney and Scott Davis. How's it going, gentlemen? Hey, guys.
6: It's going good. Thanks for having us.
5: Absolutely. Absolutely. Our pleasure. This is a a fantastic book, Pictures Alive, Rock Shows of the 80s and Beyond. Um, Maybe let's start with Scott. Tell us a little bit about the book, and more importantly, uh, where can people buy it?
2: Sure. Um, So, Steve and I put together this book based on all his never-seen-before photographs. Um, These truly are never-seen-before. I mean, Steve took all these himself, uh, sneaking his camera into all these shows, basically from 81 to... uh, 86, and then some of the following years in the 2000s. Um, And um, the book is $29.95. It's over 300 full color pages, over 400 never seen before photos. You can get it at picturesalive.net. You can get it on Amazon. You can even find it on eBay. And, like I said, that's what it looks like. I got my copy right here. It's Like I said, it's a thick, professionally printed book. If, um, you know, if this isn't, I mean, Steve and I are big fans, but we didn't skimp on the printing. This is a quality book. You guys can attest because you have it in your hands, too. So we just want to kind of throw that out. But picturesalive.net is where you can get it. Only six bucks for shipping in the U.S. Other places, the website will tell you how much it costs. But, you know, we're shipping anywhere. Who wants it?
5: Well, I tell you, I, I'm a big fan uh, of this book. Uh, it, it showed up in the mail here a couple of weeks ago, and I haven't put it down. Uh, some absolutely iconic shots. And I guess we should uh, start maybe with Steve, because you're really kind of the, the linchpin behind this whole thing. Uh, in that you really wanted to, to get into some, first of all, uh, you're a little bit older uh then, i'm a little bit old you're, you're a lot older than mark but you're just a little bit older than me but you got to see <laughs> some iconic shows from the bay area like i i'm from buttfuck nowhere saskatchewan nobody tours here okay. we're, we're we're the rest day right when they're getting from winnipeg manitoba <laughs> to calgary alberta they're driving through saskatchewan they never stop here so i haven't got to see fucking anybody but you my friend you've seen everybody but what was it about uh, these shows that made you want to sneak in a camera. We're not talking a little digital camera either. We're talking like a real, a yeah. thirty-five millimeter film camera. Why would you want to sneak that in and start taking pictures?
6: Well, around my freshman year in high school, I was starting to get into photography, and um, and you know, in in the book, I mentioned how those those rock magazines like Circus and Hit Parade and Cream just had these great, great, you know, concert photos of these guys from professional photographers. I always envied that. I thought it was so cool. And then, honestly, just one time, um, the first time I took pictures at a show was uh, 1980. It was Michael Schenker, who I'm a big fan of, was opening for Cheap Trick. And, I, you know, I brought one roll of film. I had a, you know, my dad got me this camera because he knows I was taking an interest in, in, in photography. And I just, I don't know how I, ca- I came up with it, but I used to have a black members-only jacket back then. And what I did, I just took the lens off the, the body of the camera. And what I did was I would stick like the lens underneath in the sleeve of jacket. And then I put the camera on the other one inside the, the jacket sleeve. And then I push up my sleeves to make me look kind of bulky. And cause we always got patted down going into a concert. So when it came time for me to get patted down, I would open my arms like and open my jacket. So you can say it wasn't hiding anything. And they generally would just frisk me up to my armpits, not knowing a camera just a couple inches away. And once I got past that, I was home free. Because most of these shows, most of these cons are general mission. So that means once you got in, you're on the floor, crammed in with a bunch of other people. And uh, it can't get to me once I'm on the floor. You know, even if they saw, if a security card, they can't get to me, you know. And I never used a flash because that would draw attention, too. And so I had to rely on, you know, the lights of the stage, you know, from the stage. And uh, so th- my first few were definitely learned experiences and trial of error, uh, you know, of, of doing this. And um, for most of these concerts, I was with my good friend, Dale, and uh, fortunately I've always been kind of a light guy and he would hoist me up on his shoulders. And for a couple of minutes, I'd get on his shoulders above the crowd and take, you know, as many pictures as I can. And then I'd, I'd tap on the head, like, okay, I'd put me down. And we did that a few times a few times every concert. and. I made a point of not taking pictures the whole concert because I wanted to enjoy the show. Okay, so I, like I said, most of the time I bring one roll of film, and uh, throughout the show I would you know get up there and take a few pictures, and, and it was and it was funny because I'd look around and it's like I'd be like the only one there with a camera. You know what I mean? And when people saw me, they'd give me a thumbs up, I'd be like right on, man. You know, you got a camera in, and that's all I did. I just did that several times, and and, and then 40 years later we. Decided
4: to put a book out. You you kind of uh, answered what my first question was going to be to you, which was essentially security back then is probably nowhere near what it is today uh, in terms of uh, people, what they can bring in, what they can't bring into concerts. So they were uh, I don't want to say they were more relaxed back then, but maybe only slightly. So I was just curious. uh, And you just you answered it, like, how did you manage to get all the equipment in there? And uh, that's pretty clever and hilarious. And I can't believe they didn't check your arms. That seems like uh, not a good, maybe maybe uh, uh, try to get your qualifications better when you're hiring uh, security guards. But um, my question was just going to be, was there ever a time where uh, the security
6: like caught you and uh, tried to like, do away with your equipment yeah so you're, you're, you, you, you'll enjoy this one it was a Van Halen concert and this was 1982 uh, I went down to where they were playing like two or three nights at the Cow Pal and for this particular show I decided I'm going to bring two rolls of film for this just I'm going to splurge but what I did was I always had to film in the camera even when I was sneaking it in I always had to film in the camera and I was with a couple other buddies and I gave the extra roll to my, my buddy Al and he put it in his shoe for when we went through the you know the pat down right and you know there's thousands of people trying to get in so they're patting you down and the security guard he he, he felt the camera and he goes what is that and I go oh no I'm busted <laughs> and now everyone in line behind me wants to see what I'm trying to sneak into the concert right and I pull it out and he sees a camera and he goes hey man you got to bring that back to your car there's no cameras allowed and I don't know how I thought of this and it just came to me. I just said, I don't have a car. I got dropped off. Why don't you just take my film? And he says, you only have one roll of film. I said, yeah, I just brought one roll of film. So he took my brand new roll of film, let me bring the camera in thinking I didn't have any more film. And once we got in, my buddy out know, gave me the extra roll and I got maybe some of the best pictures I ever got from that 1982 concert where Eddie's doing those scissor kicks, and I think you guys have seen seen some of those pictures in the book. So that was probably the first time I got caught doing it. Yeah.
4: <laughs> and yet you got caught, and still and still were able to uh, meet your goal. That's that's amazing, and that's well uh, well crafted planning ahead. So good on you, sir. Uh, you know,
6: and again, normally I only brought one roll of film. So mm. h- had I done that again, I went I would have been. I would have got nothing. And I said, the fates
4: decided you needed to bring an extra this, like just I this guess, one but, time you need to bring an extra. Guess, and
6: yeah, because that was, that was, you know, again, probably some of the best ones people comment on some of those photos. The most, I think from that, from that diver down tour, you know, so I got lucky. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah.
5: I was going to ask you if you sell prints because that, uh, iconic Eddie scissor kick picture you got is so phenomenal. Like I got to hang that on my wall.
6: Well, I have it. I have it on my wall over here, but no, I never, I never sold any prints, really. This, again, it was just a hobby, and um, I've given some out to friends and stuff over the years, but I've never, I never had a desire to sell any, and even with those book guys, I mean, Scott and I have said this quite a few times, you know, this was a labor of love, and we're not mm-hmm. making money off this thing. We're, we'll be lucky to get our money back that we put into this thing, you know, but it's been a lot of fun. But no, it's not a it's not a money grabber by any means, and that's okay. We're okay with that. You know, I think the 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 the, the, the people that get this book, the reviews, are what really is the pay for it. Just, like you guys said, it's just it's kind of one of a kind. I don't think there's many books like this where never seen before photos, and and I'm not a photographer down in on the you know leaning on the stage like the professional vlogger. I'm I'm in the crowd dealing with the crowd, and uh, mm-hmm. so I just wanted to share them. I just want to share them with everyone, and and that's and that's where we're at. That's what we've
5: been doing all right they scott, really are how amazing did you get, quality they really are yeah fantastic stuff scott how did you get involved uh with this project did you know uh steve beforehand have you are you a big concert guy too
2: oh yeah um steve and i've been friends since about high school um steve's like i said a few years older than me but we had a mutual friend who uh, played guitar steve was in uh played guitar was in a couple of bands and so my buddy ernie said i'm going down to visit my friend steve to, i think they were talking about just selling an amp or something like that and he says he's got all these kiss photos on his walls and you know van halen motley crew you know you should check it out and i said all right so i don't know like i think steve says that my mom i don't remember this but like my mom probably drove us down uh steve lived in the next kind of town i lived in south san francisco at the time he lived in milbrae and dropped us off and Steve and I just kind of hit it off. We were, we were just kind of artsy, you know, types and loved kiss, loved all these bands. Um, you know, Steve's walls literally were covered with eight by 10 of all these photos, many of the ones that are in the book. I mean, I'd never seen that many photos in my life, let alone, you know, framed so well and perfectly aligned on his walls. And we just kind of hit it off and then we kept in touch and, um, You know we've been kind of friends ever since and then what happened is i was working on um, uh, uh, another book project that kind of went kind of sour and steve was kind of always calling me seeing the progress of this project and so forth and long story short when it when i finally decided just to leave this project because it wasn't going anywhere steve said hey man i've always wanted to do a book of my photos And, you know, I'd love it if you would, you know, help me out. And like, we literally took off the next day. And that's basically how the book came to be.
5: Fantastic. And uh, I want to go back to Steve because uh, I'm a videographer by trade. Uh, So I I, I work with cameras, video cameras, however, uh, for for the most part. But I, I just can't imagine how difficult it would be shooting in the early 80s with a 35 millimeter camera with no flash no <laughs> yeah. autofocus. Right. your general admission on the floor standing on some dude's yeah. shoulders like sitting on some dude's shoulders and then grabbing these shots how difficult was that and especially with the focus like you got guys like uh angus young jumping around the stage jenny van halen doesn't just stand there and plunk away right he's yeah. moving all over the damn oh. place uh yeah. it must have been impossible to get some of these bands
6: well it was, i think uh the word is more challenging to tell you the truth you know <laughs> And after I had done this a few times, now I knew what to expect. And um, yeah, it's general mission. You're 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 on the floor, packed in like a like you're in a sardine can, and it's constantly moving like this, you know. And um, it, again, I have, I have lots of photos that are out of focus or or too dark, you know. So I was always very happy if I just got a few good shots out of each from each concert, you know. Um, but generally, what I would do is my buddy Dale would hoist me on his shoulders. And for maybe two or three minutes, I would just, I would just kind of hold my breath, try to try to focus, you know, the camera, follow whoever I want to take a picture of. And then I would just kind of wait until there was enough bright light on that subject or wherever I was taking a picture of, and just snap a picture and boom. And again, yeah, everything was manual focus and, and, um, no flash. And I just, I just kind of hope for the best. And, and again, and there's a lot of photos. I was so close they're just a little out of focus that man, if that was, you know, if that was, if that was perfect focus, like the picture be- behind me of kiss um, to me, that's a perfect photo, perfect photo as far as lighting, focus and everything. And, but those were kind of few and far between, you know what I mean? But uh, mm-hmm. especially back then in the early eighties, lighting was not the same as it was in yeah. say 2000 when kiss came out and did their farewell tour big difference so yeah a little more challenging but it was okay i mean i had fun doing it i really did it was a lot of fun
4: a lot of these rock shows uh Tend to bring out uh, a certain type of fan base, and those that fan base is very passionate. So passionate that at times they feel the need to do this little thing called stage diving. And when they stage (laughs) dive, that means they're like, or they're crowd surfing to get to the stage, and they're going to dive and do it all over again. My question to you is: whilst you were on your buddy's shoulders taking these pictures, how many times did you have to have to uh, dodge? The the crowd surfers or stage divers.
6: Okay, I'm gonna I'm really gonna save myself here, guys. That didn't exist then. Wow. Eighties, the there was no stage diving or, or surfing. Nah, come on, man. This is prehistoric, man. I think the <laughs> worst. I think the worst thing that would happen to me when I was on Dale's shoulders is people behind me getting pissed off and they would throw quarters at me, like get the fuck down. You know, that's probably the worst that happened to me. You know. And then, the camera. Like what I was doing. Like, oh man, I'm sorry. Cool. You know, keep going. So that was no. There wasn't, there wasn't stage diving back then.
4: No. Oh man. Well, that's good. You know, because I, I, I'm also I'm looking at it from the perspective of myself and my years going to, uh, to live shows where that always happens and that has always happened as yeah. far as as I uh, was concerned. So that's cool. Then you. It was almost. Uh, I'm not gonna say easier for you because obviously not given the circumstances, but in, can you imagine if you were trying to do all
6: that while the stage diving and oh, crowd surfing was, well, it'd be, I probably want to take pictures of that instead. I'd probably, be I mean, also, a, yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> flying off the stage or diving. I, that's probably what, yeah, I probably like enjoyed you know, trying to get pictures of that, but that never, that's amazing. The, the most yeah. that ever happened was the people that were right in front of that's the other thing we we never got to the very front because the security is right there. We we're always about maybe 10, 15 feet back, so they couldn't get to me if they saw me. But people that right in front against the barricade, they were getting you know they were getting suffocated. So they, they would the security would pull them over and get them out of there. You know that's most all. Anything you're talking about. I was gonna say is I remember Van Halen
2: '84 at the Cow Palace, and it was the first time I had, was gonna see them. And, you know, like Steve mentioned that the other day, you know, most of these shows at the time were all general admission. There was there really was no seats and, and stuff. So you just first come, first serve, man. You know, you had to wait in line for sometimes like 8, 10 hours, you know, outside in the parking lot. You finally get in and run up to the front. And I remember I was kind of about midway in the, you know, I, I can't remember who opened, the band, who opened the show, Fools or something like that. Um, But I made a push for the front. And I was like, I'm fucking going to see Diamond Dave Lee Roth because he was my idol at the time. And I get up probably about 10 people from the stage. And man, I was like sideways, just like Steve said, more, more squished than I've ever been maybe in my life. And I was just trying to breathe and, you know, sweaty bodies on you. I mean, you know, if you've ever been up front, you know how it is but I remember I actually could lift my my feet off the ground because I was so tight in there. And, you know, Dave came out, be like, you know, on stage and he had that full lane sequin kind of jacket and he, he literally was diamond Dave right there and he was sparkling even before the lights were on. And I just remember looking up at him and thinking like, holy shit, there he is. Like, that's, that's, I mean, that's the man for me personally. Yeah. And, um, and I probably lasted through uh, Unchained and maybe a couple other songs and was like, I can't take it, man. I watched the rest of the show kind of from the back a little bit, but, right. you know, I just, I did my best, let's just say that. I mean, I paid my dues for a little <laughs> bit. So
5: all right, well, we lost Scott for the time being. We're having some technical uh, difficulties uh, on his end. But we still got Steve here, uh, so we're going to chat with him a little bit. And, Steve, I was just kind of wondering, um, when, you, when you go to these shows, you're talking general admission on the floor. Where was kind of the, the sweet spot? You obviously didn't want to get too close to the front because then security's going to spot you. Were you dead center stage? Were you uh, off to the left, off to the right? Did it matter who was maybe playing on that side of the stage? Yeah, exactly.
6: Who depends who's playing. Okay, we're going to see Van Halen. Well, guess what? We're going to be on Eddie's side, no doubt about it. Right? Yeah, And again, we're generally we are, like you said, we, we're not to the very front because, you know, the security is all lined up there in front of the stage. So we were a good 10, 15 feet from the stage, you know, where they couldn't get to me if they saw me. And uh, and that was generally where we'd be, you know, sometimes in the center, but sometimes the center was also the rowdiest spot. OK, I mean, a lot of movement, a lot of pushing and shoving. So we try to, you know, like I said, usually more to the right because, you um, whatever guitar player we were seeing was on that side of the stage, you know? Um, and uh, so that's generally where we were on that side and, uh, and trying not to, you know, again, i remember remember um, black Sabbath, 1982, when Ronnie James deal was in the band and I was really excited to see them because uh, it was the first time I was seeing Dio and that crowd was just off fucking hook. I mean, it was the one time we thought we might've got hurt. It was just really rowdy. You know? <laughs> we pulled oh back- yeah. We pulled back a little bit and, uh, and you know, said, Hey, okay, we're gonna we're okay here, but yeah, some, yeah, you gotta, you know, sometimes you know, not be too careless, you know, and uh, be careful because, yeah, you get hurt, man. And I'm a, kind of a light guy, so we get hurt, so but uh, yeah, I didn't want to go right to the front, you know, because you can, you can get hurt, and it would be even tougher to get photos because, again, a lot of movement, a lot of push and shoving up there, so. So that's generally, no, what we, you know, we no have... crowd surfing, but moshing for sure. <laughs> no, no moshing. <laughs> this
4: is all, from, I mean, I, I hate to keep dating. No, me. no, mo- no, I, that's partially a joke because I know like yeah. moshing was sort but, of like way, you know, way, way close. later.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty darn close, right? You know, mm-hmm. and um, you think about this floor of the arena just full of people really packed in there mm-hmm. and, you know, hands in the air and just, you know, it's crazy. It really was. I'm surprised more people didn't get hurt, but um, we just try to stay away a little bit and, uh, and 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 try to get photos the best I could. So that's what, that's what we did, you know. Uh,
5: we do have a question from one of our uh, patrons, Mr. Kevin Brown. He says, uh, uh, did you have any trouble with clearance for the photos when they were publishing the book or uh, how did that uh, work? Because with cameras being prohibited and all, did you have any uh, rights issues publishing the book?
6: You no, know, you know it's funny because this is a perfect this is a perfect uh, question for Scott. You know because he he did all this right. There he is. Well, Scott
5: maybe is he here. Let's give devil. it a try. Hey, Scott. Hey, yo, yo. Oh, that's hey. yeah. Perfect. Nice. Yes, we got you now. Okay. All right. I, I saw I'm gonna the bring, Okay. okay uh, good. Um,
2: so, like the deal with the photos, um, you know, Steve took these himself. He is the owner of these photos. Um, He can do what he pleases with them. Usually. If you were going to do a book that's all about a specific band, you might reach out to them for like a usage fee or, you know, just as it's almost like a respect thing. We, we, you know, like, you know, we just decided we were going to do this. And, um, you know, like Steve said, we didn't think it was out of our right to do so. Um, um You know, we, we only printed a thousand books. Like I said, if they want to, kind of sue us or bring charges on, I, you know, I guess that they have the right to do so, but they certainly couldn't get much from us. Um, And so, I don't know. I just think it's just a a kind of a small point. You know, it's funny. I see, I see things on eBay of, you know, uh, you know, kiss photos that guys are selling that are not their own photos or they're making custom posters and and selling them that with the kiss logo and and all this stuff and i it's kind of baffles me i mean it seems like you know those guys aren't doing something you know completely legal but you know i just saw a thing the other day uh uh, listen on the radio and they talked about you know the rights of the photographer you know a lot of bands will say hey well that's my image you're using there well no it's still the photographer owns that picture whether it's got a kiss logo in the picture or if it's got a van halen logo in the picture steve is still the rightful owner of that now if some guy took a picture from our book and tried to sell it you know you know steve is the owner of that so we could probably take you know notice of that and go after this guy but you know it is it is what it is it is complicated i will say that um we, and you know, we just we have so many bands in here. It's kind of like it's hard to define. You know how much we owe somebody for you know three pages of photos in this book versus the next band, whether it might be you know one page of photos. So it's kind of a funny thing. But you know, bottom line was Steve was the owner of the photos, and 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 we did what we did. So
4: I think there's like a a, a big distance, a uh, big gap, or a huge difference in determining. You're not doing you can tell that this project is a labor of love and it's it's like as you said, uh uh Steve, it's it's it was this hobby and you just thought it's like, well, I'm gonna go to these shows, you know, take these pictures just to, you know, see see if you can, basically. Right. Uh uh, and because like at the time, you know, we don't have magical little like uh, devices called phones that take pictures, you know, at uh, convenient times we want, you know, yeah. you had a whole whole production that you had to smuggle for lack of a better word into these shows because you just genuinely wanted to capture the moment. Um, and in hindsight, of course, these are genuine moments in history uh, as a music fan, as a rock fan, these are very cool moments to be able to capture. So, and, and you're not doing it, with the moniker of I am the photographer, the, the, the be all say all in uh, rock and roll photography during this period of time. Like, no, you, you're not doing that. That's not what you, so if you were doing that, then yeah, I could see where the uh, the morally gray area kind of shifts there in terms of like uh, uh, the rights issue. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Inst- yeah. Instead. And I think, I think anyone would agree opening up, including uh, the people that are uh the subjects in these pictures they just like no like well what do i care it's like they're not they're not tra- uh trashing my image here it's like no these are just a photographer took some pictures of us So are like oh i remember that tour cool what you know, you know cool.
6: I, I, yeah if anything it's it's helping it's helping these bands continue on with fan from their for their fans it really yeah. is you know it's not costing them anything and all these pictures were taken when they were in their prime they were young right mm-hmm. and even back then i never sold any of these photos I, I would give some to friends who maybe went to the concert with me but i never ever really had any thought of making money off these and people just tell me oh you're gonna sell them I'm like nah, i don't want to do that money just didn't selling them you know and then 40 years later we decided to put a book together you know it's you know because it just was something to do and right. uh one project with scott and i and uh and again we're not making money off this thing. I mean, it still costs us quite a bit. So if we break even, we'll be happy, but again, we didn't do it to make money. We did it because we would enjoy what we're doing and we and we and we thought people would really dig it. And so far, people have really enjoyed it, and that's kind of our pay. It really is, you know? That's our reward. And just like you guys you saw yeah. it for you got like, wow. This and that's we get a lot of that. And that's it's really nice. It's fun.
5: Just sharing, sharing.
6: I'm sharing the photos is really what it is. I'm sharing the photos, you know, that yes. has ears on my walls <laughs> and I never got tired of, them. I, I don't get tired of them now. And, uh, you know, and I was on the fence, like, you know is anyone gonna, is anybody gonna give a shit about these old photos <laughs> i would say yeah man there's something here go, really
4: because yeah I'm if talking- they're good enough which you know we i can confirm they are they're like they're yeah. pretty spectacular i tell you the one of the first pictures that i just kind of opened up to because i just wanted to just open it you know and see where i landed uh was this a mate we talked about this off uh off the air we talked uh this beautiful image of randy rhodes uh when he was still uh around and first of all my heart kind of like leaped because you know big influence uh, when i got in when i got serious about my musicianship uh listening to a lot of old school uh ozzy uh you know post black sabbath of course and uh yeah Rand- randy rhodes who gone from us way too soon and uh just that the image that you have of him um uh, in the orange lighting, it was just like, wow, look at Randy. That's all I said. I was like, look at Randy, man. That's it was such a great picture. And like that does not exist anywhere else. Like that's your photo. Like that's a, that's a moment you capture it and it's just grand. And I, I just, I can't see why anybody would be against that, you know?
2: Yeah. yeah. I, I like that you're talking about that because, um, unique individual and obviously it was taken too soon and um Steve had was fortunate enough to see him twice um you know before he passed and you know I was just telling someone this the other day you know there's two pictures um there's that picture you mentioned then there's two and they're and they're a little a little off focus a tad and you know someone might say oh man you know it should have been better blah 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 but You know, you you kind of like get the picture of how Steve had to take these things and low lighting and getting bumped around. And sometimes you just get a picture that's just really good. It was all, you know, maybe not 100 percent in focus, but with somebody like Randy Rhodes, we decided we will put these pictures out there. We're not trying to say it was the greatest photo ever taken of him. There's a couple that are a little blurry, but. But for someone like Randy, and I thought, I said this the other day, is I thought about Zach Wild, who's a huge Randy Rhodes fan. And I thought, Zach would want to see that photo. A Randy Rhodes fan, much like you're saying, would want to see that photo, even if it's a little gritty or a little blurry or whatever. So we included it. And like I said, in, in the beginning of the book, Steve talks about how he would go through this process and you know, the pictures get better as it goes along because the lighting got better and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And Steve was honing his craft. But, you know, we don't make any excuses for the pictures in there. They are what they are. But we would rather include something that's rare, like something of Randy than to just say, oh, what the hell? You know, like we only made one book. We only had one shot at this. We're not doing it a second time. So, mm-hmm. you know, get these pictures, like you said, are are pretty cool to see this man who. You know, there's not as many Randy Rhodes photos as there are Eddie Van Halen photos, that's for sure, you know.
4: Well, yeah, just the, the time was short with Randy. And uh yeah. you, you talk about, yeah, Zach Wilde. Yeah, Zach still talks about Randy and how you know he he loved what he did and big fans. So yeah, but also, uh, anytime you hear or see uh Ozzy talking about uh his oh, yeah. time with randy like he still to this day regards randy very very fondly so i think even ozzy if like seeing those i think he would also want to see those pictures and be like oh my god like look at, there's my friend that my friend that i haven't you know i miss yeah. so yeah and it, and you just it, it just really you're not uh, uh and we're not blowing smoke up your ass here steve it's just like these are like really good photos and i like the fact that not all of them are precise and perfect they are like it, it gives uh it gives it more of a raw authentic feel like i believe you were down you know, <laughs> in the pit like in in um, amongst the crowd like trying your best to just kind of stay af- stay above water as it were you know to get these pictures because you know no one was going to move out of your way you couldn't do it very sneakily with a like a phone as you say yeah. because back then didn't happen but uh yeah showing like the slight in focus show it tells me that the photographer tried their damnedest to get this thing as perfect as possible, but situations occurred and it's like, but it's still good enough. It's still good enough. And it shows us like, okay, well this is what it is. I'm here. I'm in it. I'm surrounded by the people. I'm getting kind of bumped around, whatever. And yet I'm still manually focusing. I'm still, you know, coming across, trying to get the, the best photo as possible and he still did it. So, you know, it's just like I said, it's this feels like a labor of love. It's not like some cash grab or some shit like that. You know,
6: one thing we should point out to the viewers is um, we're talking about some of these photos that are slightly out of focus or granny. It's a very small percentage of all the photos. Yes. Yes. True. Maybe five percent. You know, you can see the ones behind me are that are in the book. And, you know, we made sure we put the absolute best in there. But some of the photos uh, like Randy, which was one of the first, I think, maybe the second or third show I took. Um, just had bad lighting, and I did the best mm-hmm. thing. And they're definitely, you know, they're definitely worth looking at. And then five, six months later, when he came back, Ozzy came back, now playing the Cow Palace, bigger show, bigger production, better lighting, got some better shots, you know. And then each show after that was just getting better and better. So, um, but yeah, we just figured those Randy Rose fans would like to see those photos, and that's why we put them in there,
4: you know. Well, it's a, it's a testament to your ability to take the photos because even even those early ones you still managed to get great shots and they still came out spectacular e- e- considering bad lighting or like movement whatever so like it's a it's a testament to your um your patience i would say and uh you know just actually- your 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 good eye yeah
6: well you gotta think about this guys you know Anyone in my position, we're fans of these bands, so we know a lot about them. Mm. We know what's kind of happening with them. It's not like I'm shooting a band for the first time I don't know anything about, right? You know, you know. with Gene, I know when the fire's coming, so I get ready to take that or the blood. or So a lot of these things you kind of, like my wife said a lot of times, man, you just kind of know when something's going to happen. Well, you feel it you know, you feel it and you, you know, maybe from seeing them more than once, you, you just kind of know a little bit what's coming Not all the time, you know, Dave's okay, Dave's getting ready to jump off, you know, and do the, you know, off the, off the drum riser, right? You know, that's going to be the first thing of, on of the show. First song, he's going to do the split, you know, the jump and the one with Eddie, I didn't see that coming. That was just a pure luck catching him doing the scissor kick. You know, that was just lucky. Um, but you know, certain things, you know, are coming and I would try to, I would try to catch those, um, when I knew they were coming.
5: Oh yeah! All right, we got a, a couple of patron questions for you here, uh, Steve. Yeah. Uh, first comes from Tom. He says, uh, "What is your favorite band to shoot?" And I'm assuming the band on the wall right behind you is probably in the running.
6: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Actually, it is. Um, just because, think about Kiss. There's you know, they're they're so photogenic. Between the makeup, the costumes, everything. I mean, theatrical. Yeah, cool. You know how can you not how can you not like taking pictures of Kiss, especially the original members, which i was fortunate to get you know both in 96 and 2000 and uh you know a lot of animation there it's that was fun so uh, it'd be kiss and then second would be van Halen for sure van Halen, flashy clothes got dave up there eddie you know um something to look at something that would look cool in a picture and those and those guys did it you know a lot of these bands we like guys they offered something when they'd play in concert whether it was Mm. Stage production they're you know flashy clothes they are wearing whatever there was something there it was never boring i don't i i i will say that i don't think there's, there's one boring shot in our book <laughs> I, I like to
4: no they're not
6: boring that's, yeah. uh, you know so that but the answer is question it would be kissed and then followed by van halen for sure
5: Perfect. Well, uh, speaking of KISS, I wanted to throw it to, to Steve real quick and just talk about the, uh, sorry, I'll throw it to Scott real quick yeah. and just talk about the design of the book here uh, because it's really a gorgeous book. Here, Here's a, a sample page, it's actually from a KISS show uh, in 1983 creatures of the night tour with Motley Crue opening for him. But this is what people kind of expect when they open up the book and it's absolutely gorgeous. I I love how you make the band logo, kind of the the star of the information Mm -hmm. page there. And then we always get the ticket stub and then off to the left, you also included the set list. Maybe just talk about uh, your inspirations for the design of the book.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, you know, Steve and I were, you know, we'd look at his photos and I'd have kind of a vision in my head of how I liked it and, I think the black was always, you know, a really rich color to kind of make the photos pop. From um, the amplifiers behind the, um, you know, the back, which was like the background wallpaper. Um, you know, I think I believe. Well, I know they're the Kiss Love Gun stage when they had the aluminum cabinets and we kind of distressed them a little bit just to add a little texture. But you know, it's a it's a tip of the hat to Steve because. He had the ticket stubs. He had all those ads you see on the right are, are from the opening spreads of the, the book. He had like every ad from every ticket from every show he went with, uh, went to. And then there was a couple of shows that um, we added, like the cheap trick in the lower right corner. You know, Steve went to that show, but he didn't get the pictures. And then there was a little homage to Kiss in the back of the book where it had the um, the dynasty show. Uh, ad because that's where steve took his first pictures um uh, unsuccessfully um but um you know we just we just like that we could give someone almost like a we always joke it's like the book is a little bit of a time machine the the feel of the book and the set list and the ticket stub and to see the ads and then to see these photos that of a show you may have been at um just kind of is a combination of things that just kind of looks nice and um you know i think people get a kick out of the the set list i think people get a kick out of the seeing a ticket stub with the the, you know the the prices back then were you know phenomenally uh, affordable at the time and then to see these ads that most people had in the newspaper and kind of chucked them you know or recycled it or whatever and so you get like a nice little dose of memory lane and i think that's one of the most appealing aspects of this book and um and so, you know, I, I've been doing design my whole life. That's kind of my thing. I'm not a like a, a musician kind of type like Steve. Um, but, um, you know, uh, I've been doing it for a while. And I, I like to believe I'm a fan first. So I think I give the fans what they're looking for. And you want something that's rock and roll, but it has some style to it. You don't want to just slap a bunch of shit on a page and, you know, kind of call it good night. So, um, you know. We kind of kept it kind of, kind of clean, but, you know,
6: structured. I want to just add something to that. When when Scott and I were doing this, um, he's in Massachusetts, I'm in California, so we were on the phone, you know, three or four times a week talking about this, and he would, you know, he would give me an idea or something, and then he would send me send it to me, and i go, wow, that's great, you know? I mean, so he just had the eye for it. And I'm, that's one of the reasons why I asked him to do this, you know, be part of this, because
1: upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order that's quince.com slash upgrade
6: I knew uh, I knew his ideas were going to be cool and they were I mean and, I, and one thing I would like to point out on the front of the book I don't know if you, if you guys can hold up the front of the book the cover the front cover when we got when we talked about you know the actual what do we want to do for the cover of the book I told sky I said I just envisioned like a picture of a crowd like if someone's standing on a stage take the picture of a crowd you see all these people you know raising their hands and then i told him, like um you know a bunch of my photos just kind of like a collage on the front well he came up with the actual he came up with the actual film with the pictures in them i thought that was brilliant Mm -hmm. you know you know again we're going back you know early a's when film was around and you know they're not the actual film you know, pictures and film strips of the time, but he just put those in there, but it made it look like the film I thought that was that's one of my favorite things at the front of the book is seeing actual film strip with different contour photos, you know, this so you can see what this thing's gonna look like. I thought that was brilliant. I loved it. That was his idea hundred yeah. percent and I love and I love this
4: cover because, yes, yeah, an assortment of uh, different musicians kind of in the film, as you say. And when I first received that, I uh, I looked at the cover and I went, hey, these are pretty cool photos just on the cover. I wonder if I'm, I'm probably not going to see this in the book. This is just for the cover purposes, but I'm getting an idea of what I'm about to look at. And lo and behold, I'm like, oh, no, no, no here they are yeah. like, this is, this is good. This is awesome. This is like just a uh, mesmer. Some of those just absolutely mesmerizing mesmerizing, just because they just, you just were able to capture just the right particular moments. And as you've mentioned before, these were uh, bands that were like young and in their prime. So like, this is uh, a moment in history that is just, uh, uh, you can't duplicate. You can find other pictures from that time frame, maybe even some footage, but like, again yours very unique yours are like they're yours and uh they've never seen never been seen before so it was just it really is cool flipping through this book and going back in time and seeing it from a different perspective and just kind of uh it's almost like you're back you're there you're all you're you're back there you know
2: and all the pictures are from that general time frame of 81 to 87 um Mm -hmm. And, you know, like if you're a fan of Van Halen, you're probably a fan of ACDC to some degree. You know, it may not be your favorite band or, you know, you probably like Motley Crue. You probably like Scorpions, um, you know. And so it, it's not just, you know, a Van Halen book, you know, like it's, you know, if you're just a fan of rock, 80s rock. I said the big arena, big hair arena days, you know, that there's it's just a cool kind of book to to kind of just have on your desk that people kind of flip through and find their favorites and stuff like that. And, um, I think that's, what's really cool, you know, and I, I was saying the other day, you know, like I said, respectfully to Eddie, Randy, uh, Eric Carr, you know, all passed away. Ronnie James Dio was one of Steve's favorites. Um, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, unfor- and Eddie passed away during the production of this book, which, Kind of turned us upside down, like, wow, man. Like, I mean, that was that was heavy. I mean, that was yeah. a, a a major loss. And um it all it hit us a lot thinking, wow, this book now has become like a a little homage to Edward. And um, you know, I mean it kinda adds another little factor. In fact, we sent Wolfgang a book just to say, hey man, we loved your dad i mean he's probably seen a million pictures of his father over the years but we just wanted him to have a copy of this book because we felt it was a cool thing to do i mean we you know i know he received it and he we never heard from the guy respectfully but he's a busy guy i'm not we're not bitching about that it just it just was kind of one of those things that just seemed like one of those cool things to do and i and i hope he has it and i hope he enjoys it and I just felt like it was, you know, something we could do for him to say thanks for everything, you know?
5: Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, we have another uh, patron question here. Uh, This one comes from Ryan Powell and he says, with all the concerts you've attended, have you ever encountered a concert photo that you could be seen in the crowd? And there's actually a great story in the book uh, from the cow palace. Maybe Steve, do you want to tell us about that?
6: Yeah. So that's, that's a, that's a, that's a pretty cool question. So, um, if you ever, ever been to the Cow Palace, if you walk around the perimeter of the inside the Cow Palace, the lobby area, they have their own photos of over the year. They have Elvis on them. They have, and they're big, like two by three photos frame and they're all on the walls. Uh, not everyone's played, but I mean, we're going back to probably in the 60s, you know, even like Evel Knievel was there in the early 70s. But Elvis. So they have a lot of cool photos that maybe they have a photographer that would take these photos. There's a photo of the scorpions from 1984 and my buddy Dale and I were at that scorpion show and I have a, I have a photo that I took that's almost identical to the one that is displayed in the cow pows. And if you look closely, you can see someone is on the shoulders of someone else doing this. And my, my buddy dale actually saw that a few years ago he goes steve you're not gonna believe this man but there's a photo of the scorpions from the show we went to in 84 you have the exact same pose that the band the scorpions doing and if you look you can see because the picture is from the back like from the soundboard so you can see the crowd you see the, you know because most of their photos are not they weren't up close they're from like the back of the arena or the soundboard and sure enough man i mean my print and their prints almost exact. And then you kind of, it looks like there's someone up on someone's shoulders taking pictures. So, uh, it, and, and we were on that side of the stage when, you know, on the floor, when, when that happened. So that's a pretty cool question, by the way. So thanks for asking. That's, and that's in the book. I tell that story in the book for the scorpions. So, yeah. Yeah. Not only,
4: uh, pictures, you guys, you get stories as well. So, uh, that's, you know, just to pique your interest even more.
6: Yeah. Yeah. A little yeah. parallel show and there's a little paragraph for each show like i yeah. pretty i had some pretty fun cool run-ins you know either before the concert or after the concert during the concert and well you know yeah. the um
2: the the stories you know steve would say to me oh you know you know oh at this motley Crue show uh we went with some friends from school and this girl tagged along and next thing you know nikki six is signing her tits outside the tour bus and he's telling me the story and i'm like dude you have to include that story because it's so good and then the next plate the next show had a equally as good story and so i mean i know this is a photo heavy book but i will i guarantee that you will be entertained by the stories alone are worth i think just reading some of those they provide just enough reading to not bore you and to have a pretty funny little quip about what steve went through whether it was hiding the camera getting it in some kind of the hijinks i mean you know being chasing judas priest in their limousine across san francisco and all this craziness and you know meeting van halen at their hotels and and all this wacky stuff i mean we wrote this based on just steve interpreting or or downloading me on the story and then i i would re- you know rewrite them and make them sound a little bit more appealing but it's 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 a great little extra bonus that kind of paints a picture of the show to some degree too so that's why we think it's 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 a cool little it's just enough reading to kind of whet your appetite um as you as you peruse the photos
5: well, i tell you what would have been cooler than a story about nikki six sending somebody's tits as a picture of it why couldn't you get that picture <laughs> ah. <laughs>
6: Right. Yes. A camera.
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you mentioned those stories man uh you, you mentioned one where you saw uh, eddie van halen i think coming into a hotel and uh, he was getting into an elevator with neil sean and mike Reno from Loverboy. i'm like fuck there's a group i want to go drinking with like how <laughs> so, oh, cool would that have been
6: yeah so this was 1984 and uh we found out which hotel they were staying at. and again they played i think two nights now in 1982 me, i'm gonna go back and forth a little bit um I am by no means any kind of artist. Scott is the artist here. He's a phenomenal artist. But in high school, I did take some art class and it was cool because they let us paint anything we wanted to. So I did this, you know, pretty cheesy oil painting of Eddie. And it's one of the pictures on the back of Van Halen too, where he's leaning back with the guitar. Well, I was fortunate enough to get it signed by him and after the concert in 1982, I had it in my car. After the show, I went to my car and I grabbed the painting because we knew where the limousines would leave. And there's there's a picture of him signing it where he's with Valerie in the limousine and you kind of can see him. He signed it for me. Well, two years later, they come back 84. I don't know what I was thinking. I bring bring this painting back. It's a camera painting. And I don't know what I was thinking. I already got it signed. What's he going to do? So we're in the lobby of the hotel. It's after the 84 concert. And then there was maybe 10 or 20 other people kind of waiting around for these guys. And they're kind of coming in one by one. And when Eddie came in, yeah, uh, Mike Reno from Loverboy was there and Neil Sean was there, kind of waiting for him. And Eddie, I remember he walked in and he just had this, you know, downsized thing of vodka or gin, you know, half empty. And he looked at me, goes, I'll be right back. Well, he never came back, of course. And uh, he, he went up the elevator with, Neil know, and I think Mike Reno, and, they, and of course they never came back. So we're just kind of waiting around. And then, and then Michael was there, Michael was one of the last to come in. I don't know why I thought this, but we're standing next to Michael, and there was no one around. I say, "Man, you you want you want to sign this painting?" He goes, "Yeah, I'll sign it." So I actually got Michael Anthony to sign the same painting that Eddie signed a couple years later, but but it's a painting of Eddie. (laughs) It just shows how Michael was. You know what I mean? I mean, I didn't have anything else to do. You know, from the sign, he goes, "I'll sign it." And I think there's a picture in the book. Scott, isn't there a picture in the book? Yeah, both their signatures. So that's what we did—just silly stuff. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, you know,
2: there's that picture of, of Steve k- takes the picture out of his car window as he's chasing David Lee Ross down the highway in his limousine. And I just think, you know, it's it's just such a it's not the the greatest photo of all time. But how often do you see a rock star in their limousine cruising on the highway and you get a photo of him giving you the quick thumbs up like that? I don't know. To me, that I thought was so rad. You know, Steve said, you know, Dave came out of the hotel and tell
6: him that little bit about Dave cuz he gets kind of goofy on you. So this is the 1982 this the, uh, the Diver Down Tour and me and a couple of my friends found out where they were staying. And again, whenever Van Halen came to town, they always played at least two nights, okay? And I usually go both nights. I take pictures of one night and then the next night I would just kind of kick back and enjoy the show. Well, I was going to take pictures of the show. And uh, we went to the hotel before, you know, sound check. And it was just me and two friends and another friend was there who uh, who met him the night before. And we're just kind of waiting in the parking lot next to a limousine. It was like there was a limousine there ready to pick someone up. And sure enough, here comes Dave walking out with two security guards on the other side of him wearing a Chinese camo, the whole thing. You know, he's got the glasses on. It's total Dave. And he's walking toward us. And I was going to get a picture of him, but his security guard stopped that right away. No photos, you know. Mm-hmm. And right before he gets in the limits, they were just standing there, you know, hey, Dave, how you doing? Our one friend, Mike, who was standing, you know, closer to Dave, this is a crazy story, and it's true. I can remember it like it was yesterday. Dave goes into playful, but a full-on wrestling move with my buddy, Mike. It was crazy. <laughs> and it lasted all five seconds, and... And Mike's laughing like he knew what he was doing, but I would have shit my pants. Like, what's he is he trying to beat me what's he doing? You know? and he wasn't He was just wrestling and doing all this crazy stuff for like five seconds. And I go, What the fuck was that? He gets in the limousine. We get in our car, we're following the limousine, because we know they're going to the couch, cal- know, you know, we know they're going to the show. It's still daylight, it's only like five o'clock. And we're right beside him going on the freeway and he had the window down, fortunately. He's sitting in the back and there's, of course, two other three people with him. And he's got the glasses on and he had the window down and we're right beside him, so I was, you know, taking. and he looked over and just kind of gave me a quick thumbs up, got a picture, it's in the book.
4: That's cool of him. You know, he was in uh, yeah. good spirits that day. He wasn't, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. you know, Dave, oh, Dave um, based yeah. on the stories we've, we've heard and been told, you know, Dave didn't always have uh, good spirited days. So that's it's, good that you got him on a good one.
6: It's crazy. It was, uh, you know, and uh, for some reason we left that story out of the book. I think I forgot about it, to Tell You the Truth. But, um, and then there was another time with Van Halen. I had this custom shirt. Airbrush shirt. And what it is, it's, um, I had another buddy at the time who was an uh, airbrush artist. I gave him the picture of Eddie, who's jumping, you know, doing the splits. That's in the book. And, and a picture of the amplifiers Eddie had on stage back on This is during 1982. So he made me this great custom airbrush shirt. It said Eddie Van Halen on top, it had him jumping in the air with the amps behind him. It was really cool, you know, really, really cool. Oh, yeah. And I. That's woke- in the book, Steve, too. It's in the book. It's in the book. Yeah, in the back. Yeah. And, um, and uh, the Van Halen concert in 85 when or maybe 86, early 86 when Sammy's in the band now, again, my friends and I found out what hotel they're staying at. I brought the posters. I have a poster size of Eddie doing the splits that's framed. And I brought that with me and Eddie, Eddie signed it. Eddie signed the, the pit meal, my poster um, at the hotel. And he actually signed my shirt. He actually signed my shirt and uh, it's, unfortunately i didn't get that picture in the book but uh again you know he was really cool and valerie was right you know no one was paying attention to valerie everyone was paying attention to eddie you know so (laughs) the times i met him were really quick another time i met him 1987 i used to go down to the nam show in in anaheim that's the big music convention down there every january Mm -hmm. and uh my buddy dominic and i went down there and uh really cool if you ever, ever had a chance to go down to check it out it's very very cool well we were Actually walking out of the building, we were going to go across street get a drink or something. And as we're walking out of one of the doorways, true story, here comes Eddie walking with some girl. It wasn't Valerie, it was some other girl. I think it was just a friend or maybe a relative walking in our direction. And we just stopped right by the door. We just walked out. And you have to have a certain pass to get into this thing. Not anyone can just walk in. You have to have a pass. Eddie didn't have a pass. They didn't let him in. They wouldn't let him in. And he had people with him to go in to make, you know, so we're standing outside with Eddie Van Halen, me and my buddy, Dominic. And I said to him, like, hey man, you wanna borrow my pass? He goes, oh no, man, they're they'll take care of it. And I got a quick picture with him. That's also in the book at the very last page of the book. Um, this is early 1987. His hair is kind of short, he wearing sunglasses. And uh, this is when he was endorsing Kramer guitars. Once oh, yeah. he got in there, once he got in there and Kramer had the biggest Biggest display booth in the whole in the whole arena. Once he got in there, I'd never seen anything like it. He got sw- he just he got to the booth he was supposed to go to or the area. I've never seen more people all crowded in to see him at, at this at these event. I, went, I used to go to the event quite a bit. It was amazing, and we were lucky enough five minutes earlier to be standing outside with him. Cause he couldn't get into the building. He couldn't get into that damn show. And, uh, Amazing. Got a quick photo with him again. That's in the book. And, um, just a great guy. I mean, you know, really, you know, um, and that was it. I mean, would have never happened. Otherwise we just were lucky. We walking out as he's walking <laughs> and, um, and he couldn't get it. So, uh,
4: <laughs> I just love, I love the, the idea of, of, people working at Nam and like, of course they've got protocols and everything, but like, can you imagine if like those yeah. dudes were just like Van Halen super fans and they're just sitting there having to be like, we, we can't let you in. There's no pass. You have no pass. You can't get in. Like, well, for- I'm sorry.
6: Yeah. Unfortunately, he was with other people that, you know, right away, but he literally, yeah. just standing, we're, let's say we're out there for two, three, four minutes. Just, just, Hey, you know, Hey dad. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. How you guys doing? You know, and, True story, too. I had a band I was playing with at the time called Asylum, and we had a demo tape, and I actually gave him to him. You know, he probably tossed it, but I actually was able to give it to him, and he's actually holding it in his hand when, uh, when the picture was taken of us. And, you know, that would never happen anywhere else. Just, it would never happen. Right. And, uh, but man, did he get just... Phew, bombarded with people it was crazy it was crazy
5: oh i can imagine so <laughs> yeah okay no well uh we've been yammering on for a while we should probably start wrapping this up i got a couple of more of uh, your questions i wanted to get to real quick here though and first of all both will throw to both of you uh both being from the bay area uh, uh, there's no night ranger shows in the book but you ever uh, catch a night ranger concert
6: yes yes more than a few love night ranger i just never got photos of them okay so here's a, if, if you're a night ranger fan you're gonna love this um, New Year's Eve, I think it was 1985, uh, some friends and I um, rented a limousine just to cruise San Francisco. Well, Night Ranger was playing at the Cow Palace that night, okay? And I told my buddies, just kind of from experience, seeing you know, where limousines would come in and out of from the Cow Palace from a show, hey, let's go to the Cow Palace. I bet you we can get in. So think about this. There's a gate on the side of the street, on the side street of the Cow Palace where limousines would come and go. And so here comes our limousine. They don't know people at the gate don't know who's in it. They just see they probably just think it's a limousine to pick up the band because the concert's over. So the gate opens, we drive in, <laughs> goes to the very back where other limousines are. We get out. No one asks the thing. Concert's <laughs> over. We see all the guys from Night Ranger hanging out. We got photos with them. We talked to them. It was just too easy. It was like we were part of the entourage, you know what I mean? So <laughs> um but I've seen them in concert. I never got photos of them, unfortunately. But uh, love Night Ranger, great band. So that's- yeah.
5: how about you, Scott?
2: Night uh, Ranger, Night Ranger in particular. I saw them. Uh, there's an amusement park uh, south of San Francisco in a little in a town called Santa Clara. There was a thing at the time called Marriott's Great America. It's it's still there. It's not called Marriotts anymore. But they would have summer concerts there, and you could you could you know maybe be like maybe four or five hundred people max a nice outdoor summer show. And I saw Night Ranger there probably on the, you know, Dawn Patrol first record. And um, I fucking loved those guys, man. Like, you know, I, I still listen to Sirius XM. And when I hear their songs, I, I still, you know, wish I could, you know, I don't know. I'm getting old. I feel like I don't see too many shows anymore, but there's still old. a great band. I was at Disney <laughs> world one time out of the blue and they were playing there. And I actually caught, half of their set at disney, was, world? at disney world believe it or not yeah what? yeah that's amazing now that it was probably about i don't know 20 years ago or whatever it was maybe 15 years ago yeah and i i just remember mm-hmm. like seeing a little sign say night ranger and i thought are you kidding me and like <laughs> yeah i think it's when of joel all huckstra, the bands. Yeah. yeah joel huckstra was still was playing you know in lieu of jeff watson uh, but yeah that was kind of a weird one but yeah great band
5: well, I tell you what, uh, someone watching our streamer tonight, Jeff Brewer, uh, also from the Bay Area, he was there in 86. Oh, uh, he sweet. He remembers that show. He also remembers all those pictures in the lobby in the Cow Palace that you were That's talking right. about. <laughs> of, uh, right on, the man. The Scorps. Right on, yeah. yeah so we're we're going to give the last viewer question to Jeff because he's the man. He asks, have you received any specific positive feedback from any of the musicians directly who really liked the photos that you took?
6: Yeah, so um, we got a book to Billy Sheen. And Ooh. yeah, Billy Shane. And, um, he thought it was great. He just thought it was great. And I, I, I just, I just messaged him on, on Facebook. I say, Hey, be like, I got some pretty good photos of you and with you and Steve. And, and I said, I'd love to send you this book. I said, there's a funny story that I can maybe, you know, tell you quick, um, of, of Steve and I, we had an encounter at the time. in 80, they, they, they played in, in late 86 and, uh, midday, you know, a few months later in 87 at the time, you know, I'm like 22 or 23. I think it was, well, I used to be a Valley parking attendant at Fisherman's wharf in San Francisco. And one night I was working and here comes his car coming out and lo and behold, it was Steve, it was Steve, I, his wife, I think her parents or his parents in the back seat. And he says, do I pay you? I mean, Hey Steve, I was acting really cool. And, um, we were talking music for like 10, 15 minutes while the car is running. And I said, Hey man, I said, uh, I said, my band's got this demo that I would love to give it to you. And I can tell you what, if you take, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of your parking. But the tape's up in my, in my truck at the other end of the parking lot. He says, okay, hop on. I said, what? He says, hop on the hood. He had me hop on the hood of his car, which was a rental car, by the way. And we drove the length of the parking lot, which is probably a hundred yards. I'm holding on to the antenna. Cause he's kind of, he's, he's cruising, right? He's got <laughs> out the window so he can see where he's going. Cause I'm blocking his view cause I'm sitting on the hood and we get, to the end of the parking lot i give him my tape and we say goodbye and and uh and i told billy i go it's a pretty funny story you'll, you'll get a kick out of it so he's got a book he thought it was great and yeah and don't forget what uh, menichetti dave medicetti oh my god i'm sorry for that thanks yeah. scott dave medicetti of YT, who i kind of know um sent him a book and uh because they're from the bay area man he gave the nicest review he did he really did he said the same thing he said, I went through this thing from top to bottom. It it's just a great piece of work. Uh all these bands, when they were in the saying thing, were at the top of their game. That's he said. All these bands were mm-hmm. at the top of the game. And uh he it was great. And he took a picture of the book with the, he took a picture of him holding the book that's on our website. And he couldn't have been nicer. Really, really cool. So yeah, there's there's two right off the bat. Yeah.
2: But I know your fans wanna see, you know, the VH, <laughs> yeah. the Mighties. So <laughs> You know,
6: a lot of that in there, a lot of that in there.
4: There is. Yeah, I can confirm my uh, my my last question to you really is. Uh, and I guess to the both of you, really, is there a maybe I'm looking at it or maybe you've, you've alluded to it. But is there a very specific photo within this book that you would say, like, that's my favorite one. Like the, of all, of all the photos, you might, you might love them all equally, but there's probably one that you're pr- maybe most proud of is does that exist in the, in the book? And uh, why,
6: why that one? This is for me. It's, it's very simple. It's very easy. We've talked about it already several times. It's the picture of Eddie Van Halen, 1982. I caught him jumping in the air doing his splits. Mm. It's perfect focus. It's perfect lighting. I, I, I couldn't. It was just a, a pure luck shot, yeah. and that's the one that people will probably you know review as you know the, my my one of my better shots for sure. So for me, that's easy. the Van Halen shot.
2: Yeah. Um, for me, uh, actually, you guys showed it earlier. It's that picture of Gene Simmons, uh, kind of a full body shot from the Creatures tour. Um, I was 11 years old when the Dynasty Tour came through San Francisco. My dad didn't let me go. Um, So I was eager to see Kiss uh, on that 83 show. And for some, it sounds a little corny, but Gene had these new boots with all these studs and spikes on the side. Not studs, but spikes on the side, which I'd never seen those before. And I thought they were so awesome. And I think Steve just captured this great full body shot of Gene. And that's why we have that as the uh, kind of the money shot for that spread. Um, I just like that a lot, you know. There's there's here. many other photos, but that's that's one of my. What's favorites.
5: your Yeah, what you favorite? just talked about. I got it right here. That's uh, Eddie. the that that one there by far. Yeah, that is my favorite. It's
4: that one in the Randy picture, man. Just like I that just, Randy yeah, one's beautiful. That Randy one just I don't know. Like I think maybe because it that one just happened to be the one I opened up to like randomly, yeah. and it was just like oh my god, and it's and it's Randy Rhodes, you know we. We've talked about it, how he he was only here for so long, and then you got you got to see him twice and uh, got some just great sh- shots of him. But that one, and of course, you know, maybe our bias is showing because this is a Van Halen show, but that shot of Eddie is just magnífico. You
5: can see this. But, I mean, yep. look
4: at
6: that. Yeah. Yeah, and that was early that on. That was
4: just such a – God, I want to – I want to recreate that image so much, but it just like it just won't have the same effect. But I was like, this is an homage uh, to to our new friends, uh, Steve and Scott, and then also to Randy. But uh, that, yeah, that's just that's
5: so great. So many great Dio shots, uh, Maiden shots, uh, yeah. Judas Priest, ACDC, I'm a big ACDC fan, and like, you know, the 81 tour, 82, 83, you know, flick of the switch, there were some great shots of Angus there. Uh, yeah. Scorps, he had some great shots. Steph Leopard, Pyromania tour, loved that. Uh, I also co-hosted Aerosmith podcast, so watching or seeing some of the shots from the 84 back in the saddle tour, where Steven Tyler was just blitzed out of his fucking mind. <laughs> and you, you can tell by look at his face, he had no idea where the hell he was. And yeah. uh, you told a great story that for the encore, he tried to play the drums and joy Kramer's like fuck off steve <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. some of my favorite hey, moments uh, in a book that has so so many let, let's uh, plug it one more time here folks it's called pictures alive rock shows of the 80s and beyond uh we'll throw it back to scott because he did so good the first time let the folks know exactly where they can find it
2: yeah it's available on our website picturesalive.net uh, twenty nine ninety five. shipping in, in the States is only six bucks. Uh, Canada is a little bit more expensive. I think about 20, but picturesalive.net The website has great photos. You'll really get a good understanding of the book. Three pounds. It weighs 300 pages, over 400 photos, and it's full color. This isn't a color cover with a bunch of, uh, black and white stuff inside, you know, a lot of bands, like I said, there's a whole listing on the website, and uh, we know you will dig it.
6: And Amazon, too, Scott. Oh, yeah. It's
2: on Amazon as well, and even on eBay, if you want to search. Uh, you can actually search Van Halen uh, book, and you'll you'll get us, because we have books, you know, for Van Halen, not, not specifically different books, but, you know, we geared some for Van Halen fans and some for Kiss fans and stuff like that, because next to kiss van halen had the most photos in this band so i think Mm -hmm. for your van halen fans they will not be
6: disappointed and and the last thing is you know we only printed a thousand copies guys only thousand copies and we only have a few hundred left and after that they're gone so uh they're going and um so we're just trying to let and i'm glad we're doing your guys a show because you have a lot of van halen fans and they would they would dig this book because there's Several pages, several pages of Van Halen and you kind of saw a little bit of what's in there. So again, you know, we don't know how long, how long this is going to last, but there's only about 300, maybe 350 left of these, of these books. And, and then we're, we're done. (laughs) It's not, there's not going to be a Yeah, second book.
2: <laughs> then, we're, then we're going to jail. Yeah. Yeah.
6: <laughs>
4: <laughs> so it's a it's a hot ticket item, you guys. Limited yeah, edition. Yeah. So be sure. And Corey and I were lucky enough to to receive a copy. And I tell you, it's it, it really is. And not only do our fans love Van Halen, obviously, but just a plethora of music uh, from this particular day and age. So you guys. This book is right up your alley. I highly encourage all of you guys to get on Amazon or get onto uh, the, the website directly, buy this book. Uh, it's well worth your time and well worth your collection if you are a rock collector. And I know a lot of you guys out there very much are. So if that's cool. the case, you need this book in your collection. It is it is truly truly a really amazing piece of work and i i commend the both of you really thank you guys so much for sending that to us because it was it was a real delight looking through that i just uh, i kind of got overwhelmed uh when i when i opened it because i was like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god and they got this and they got all and then you know uh i remember i kind of flipped when i saw the the black sabbath section but i was like Oh shit! It's it, heaven and hell. That's Dio <laughs> in Black Sabbath. Like shit. Okay. Yeah. Um, it just, uh, it, I don't know. It was just. It was just such a, a, a very cool moment seeing that. So did we tell Can't you speak highly enough?
6: Did we tell you we're gonna need those books back? <laughs> oh, you're gonna need them back. Okay. Well, you guys. I already sold mine on of, eBay.
5: There you go. Yeah. There you go. No, <laughs> I,
6: yeah. No, we really were lo- looking forward to this, and we're glad. <laughs> you joined the book, and uh, that's yeah. the general,
2: you know. I'm. I'm was sad that we didn't get to spin the wheel because i don't understand oh, yeah. that whole thing but whatever
5: yeah. oh hey well we can bring it back what we've been doing uh since the very first show is we put every single van halen song on a giant wheel and every week we spin mm-hmm. that wheel and whatever song comes up that's the song we talk about okay. uh so it's random every single week what was uh, the last then what was the last last song? the last song we did was light up the sky oh we got 29 yeah. songs left on the wheel, I think. So we've only got like 29 shows left. So yeah, you want to come back on and it. spin the wheel oh. and talk about a track, we'd love to have you.
6: Did you guys already do I'm the One?
5: Have we, yes, we uh, have. We ha- did we? I believe we have. We did, Van Halen One is probably yeah, our least hit album. So. Yeah.
4: Okay. That's true. Yeah. So that one. After 97, on they blend together.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> but uh we're nope. very we, we 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 finished fair warning uh that's the first album we've completed in this in this cycle we've talked about it i and believe women and children women and children first uh is is the next up we're going to talk about that one but uh yeah still 29 song, songs left uh doesn't seem like a lot but there's still plenty of time to uh to have you on and have you talk about it oh that's uh, so, fun we yeah. enjoy that yeah that'd be cool Perfect. awesome awesome stuff you guys uh Steve Scott you guys thank you so much for for coming on giving us some of your time and uh allowing us to help you plug the book because we legitimately really really enjoyed uh I, I enjoyed the pictures the stories that go along with it or even or even just more flavor for the uh the yeah. meal as it were and uh the design of it's great uh, uh I commend I commend you both on on the design of it uh, Scott I, if you had uh, uh, if that's your handiwork cool but i mean also the, it just they complement the design of how the book is formatted with the pictures complement each other really well um, nice. so like so for me who like really enjoys the visual stimulate yeah. uh, thank you for that yeah so. you're
6: welcome one, one last thing i want to point out guys is when we did yeah. this project it took us 2 years to do this thing cuz we yeah. wanted to rush there was no timeline we made sure we're not going to rush ourselves and during that time I didn't tell anyone we were doing this. My wife knew a little bit, but that was it. And think about that: if you start telling people oh, we're doing a book on all my photos, that's a pretty big statement. And there was yep. no guarantee we were going to finish this thing, and mm-hmm. we didn't know what this thing was going to cost. Okay, so we just kind of <laughs> went, and and then like Scott said, in the eleventh hour, we just we you know it, you know we had you know it cost a lot, but we did it. And when we got the books, they all went to Scott's place, and I had him send me twenty-five books. And what I did was I mentioned a lot of my friends in this book that I went to certain concerts with, right? None of them knew a thing. And what I did was I sent them all the book and they didn't know it was coming. <laughs> I, nice. I said in the back, something in the mail, it's going to come. And so they were blown away. They had no idea, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I names in the book, you know, so that was a lot of fun for me to do. But basically we didn't tell anyone we were doing this. Yeah. Scott made a couple of people we just didn't know if we were going to finish it. We we never did this before, and it was it was a lot of fun, big challenge, and it mm-hmm. was great. Scott and I get along so well. There was never one argument. There was never one disagreement, and um, and again, we took our time, and it, but it was a two a two year project, a two year fun project, and uh, mm-hmm. and thankfully everyone's really digging it. That's great yeah
4: the effort shows you guys so yeah i mean and that's you're doing it the right way because you don't want to uh get people's expectations too high or like have them anticipate something and then you know two years go by and everyone's very like oh yeah yeah sure sure you're you're doing a book yeah that's what you said two years ago like whatever like no it's
6: happening really (laughs) it could could easily easily just died out. Just yeah, it could have fallen apart. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just you know, it just could have. We didn't. We didn't know. We never did anything like this before. And one last thing I'll say is one thing that's so cool that most people comment on is, they'll say, "Oh, I was at that concert in my city. I saw that mm-hmm. tour in my city." Yeah. You know These bands toured so much back in the '80s, and and that a lot of people can relate to that. Oh man, you know, because of course all mine are from the Bay Area, and some people from the, you know. We're at those shows from the area, but other people's from back East where, oh, I saw that concert three months before when it was in my city and it was great. And maybe there was a different opening band, but it was the same show and same tour, you know? So there mm-hmm. they are. That'd be I got to th-
5: finish off with that shot. That'd
6: be my third favorite <laughs> yeah. shot one of the three of them there, I think.
4: That's oh, that's fantastic for the, the listeners. Um, go to our YouTube. By the time you're listening to this, go to our YouTube and check out this show uh, via our YouTube, so that you can actually see the pages, and maybe that'll entice you to go on over to uh, to picturesalive.net and uh, order your copies picturesalive.net show these guys some support and some love because this is what this book is a labor of love. Uh, and it, it really does show and it's a uh, perfect for your rock collection. I assure you. So yeah. thank you guys. Once again, Steve, Scott, we really, really appreciate all this. Uh, really appreciate you being here sharing your book with us and to all the Van Halen
5: fans, Corey, uh, anything else before we head out? Uh, you know what? Just uh, www.podcastlerock.com. Get some show merch. Uh, check out old episodes there. Uh, we got a big live show coming up September 30th where we're going to be ranking women and children first. That's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. Me. Actually, while I got, got you guys on the call, uh, if you want to be a part of that, just send me how you would rank the tracks on women and children's first. Uh, from 1 to 9. And then we're going to compile all the votes together. Uh, we got Greg Runoff sends in votes, uh, Eric Senech from the Van Halen News Desk, uh, Johnny Bean, a bunch of special guests, all of our patrons. We're going to compile all the votes, and we're going to have our, our official show rankings of Women and Children First. So if you guys want to be a part of that, just send me your rankings for that album. That's going to be a heck of a lot of fun. That'll be happening uh, September 30th.
6: I'll give him Good. two now. Nine. Okay, yeah, sure. There you go. <laughs> Lay him on me. That's a great <laughs> album, man. That's a great album. Seriously, that's a... Take Love that his- album. Oh, fools come on man i mean yeah. mm-hmm. R-
5: romeo's delight my goodness you know oh yeah great album it's funny we uh we put up a poll every time we do a song because we have a rating system we judge the songs either what dreams are made of which is a thumbs up or the dream is over which is a thumbs down oh. and right now uh take your Risky home is our second highest rated song. Uh, song from the fans so little guitars is number one take your Risky home is number two <laughs> what about- somehow little
6: guitars is number one what about, what about- <laughs> Oh, that was a great song. I mean, that's such a great album, man. So it
5: really
2: is,
6: yeah. That, that's cool for sure. Hey, guys, thanks for having us. We had a great time. But... Yeah, guys. Thank
2: you very much. I appreciate the Absolutely. kind words. And um, yeah, I think it, it, Van Halen fans and fans of rock alike will love this book. I, I guarantee mm-hmm. it. We haven't had a single return. We haven't had a single bad review. Like it, it, you'll be you'll be glad you did. And I'll take it back if you didn't. I didn't. Oh, you won't. <laughs> no i won't but um no but you can write me and explain and,
6: and maybe well, i'll give you a deal i appreciate right. the van Halen fence. We, we we point out we tell people well, if you get the book send us a picture if you have yeah. mm-hmm. we'll put it on the website because when you go to the website you're going to see dozens of, of photos of people holding mm-hmm. the book or posing with them but we just like to do
2: that it's kind of cool yeah know? yeah and you know to That's that awesome. point really quick If you go to the, um, you know, your desktop computer and you look it up, you can obviously see more of the website, more of those photos, because we do have uh, Dave Menichetti there and all these other fans from around the world. You know, we we got an order. We joked the other day, the guy from Slovakia and the guy was so jacked about the book. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Uh, He was so jacked about the book because he didn't get anything. You know, you talk about Saskatchewan, them driving through. He didn't even they didn't even land in his country. Like, so, um, you know, hats off to uh, a as his name. And uh, he finally got his book after two months, it was in wow. transit, but he wow. just was overjoyed. And I was just such a cool thing. Like Steve and I said, we love hearing from the fans. We know that they're going to dig the book. Um, let us know what you think. We appreciate it. Right on, Absolutely
4: guys. do they guys uh, right, pictures guys. alive.net. Yeah, definitely check out all of that. You guys, uh, as Corey said, a triple W all your, all the uh, previous episodes, all the merch stuff. Please do that. Share with your friends, share with your like-minded Van Halen individuals. Uh, tell them about this show and tell them about the book pictures alive, because again, It will fit your rock collection uh, most handsomely. Uh, So, on behalf of Corey, Scott, and Steve, we are, and the podcast will rock, and we will rock you later.
3: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers.